This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. We thought we might take a moment to uh, talk about just how we're feeling and talk about wellbeing in general. Our good friend Adrian Buckingham joining us on the studio. Morena, Adrian. Morena, Jeff. It's so nice to be here. I love the cheerfulness of that song with the the building is on fire lyrics because that's kind of how a lot of us are operating at the moment. Isn't it interesting? Um, You know, we're heading towards the end of the year and a lot will be building up a level of excitement about taking the break and going away on holiday. But Mm -hmm. um, also, what are we, 9th of December, many of us looking at the calendar is starting to stress out a bit about that because there's still so much to do. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's this idea that it'll be better when. It'll be better when it's summer. It'll be better when I'm on holiday. It'll be better when. And actually, I don't know if that's true. I think that everyone's going, oh, it should be sunny and warm and I should be at the beach and I should be seeing family and friends and I should be buying stuff and being organized and all of that but the reality is we've had a long hard year and most people when we slow down what we know happens is that our white blood cell count drops because it has been heightened before under stress so we suddenly get sick so all of those colds and flus that we've been holding off catch up the minute we slow down so physically alone we're kind of at risk at the moment and we have that added risk don't we with COVID there are numbers crawling up again there absolutely so we know about that wave but it's also the fear and the knowledge and that that's not nothing Many of us, when we take our holidays, go. Oh, it just wasn't quite long enough. We, you know, we, we, if we, we start to tune into our bodies a little bit, we go that maybe after the second week, I'm starting to just sort of mm-hmm. get there. But <clears throat> two weeks for a lot of people is the, the full extent of their holiday. Yeah, that's the holiday, and then also. Lots of people pile their life admin into their holidays as well. So if they have, you know, jobs around the house or medical appointments or all of those things that we get too busy to do that actually is life maintenance and self-maintenance and well-being maintenance. Um, And we want to pack a lot into those holidays. So... That's clearly not the best strategy, uh, unless perhaps you've got you know three or four months of holiday ahead of you, and good on you if you have. Yeah, well done with your career choices. <laughs> um, so, you know, an alternative way of approaching the holidays, a realistic way of approaching the holidays. Realistically, I think you need to give yourself at least 48 hours from whenever you clock out to go, I'm not going to do anything useful. And if you're still having to do things that are useful, like even like show up to work Christmas dues or school prize givings, that's all being useful. Being present for people is being useful. So whenever you stop having to do that, then you give yourself on the clock 24 hours to just collapse. Give yourself permission to close the door, watch some TV, have a nap, whatever you need to actually feel better. You mentioned the telly there, but we hear a lot, uh, don't we, about our connection to devices and being present for people includes being hypervigilant on your phone uh, and and so forth and and scanning what's going on for other people. Yeah, I mean, I did say watch some TV very specifically. I did not say go on to the social medias. Mm. Um, I, I highly recommend unplugging from those as well if you can even just for a couple of hours a day, Mm. put the phone in another room. I have an old phone that is shocking, except that it still plays music. (laughs) And that is the phone that I take. It's like, I guess it's like what we used to have when we had iPods or Discmans or Walkmans. But I, I walk with that. So I can't 
be tempted to text. Or for me, I can't be tempted to take a photo and share it on the Instagram. And because and, I love that stuff, but I also know that it's not always restorative to have, do that. Have you ever taken a longer break away from devices? Honestly? Mm. No. No, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Unless I've no. been, you know, in the wop-wops, as we say, you know, out yeah. there in the country where you can't oh, get absolutely. reception. Um, I used to go on school camps, and there was, like, no oh, reception. Sorry, Adrian, that's a little while ago. Oh, no, I was a high school teacher. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going that far. Um, and I miss that. I miss mm. going on camp. Um, yeah, so if I could figure out how to get my new workplace on board with going to camp for a week at a time, I think it would be really healthy. What can you tell us, you know, it's, it's, it's a big area, but like physiologically what's happening to us when we're hypervigilant like that, when we've always got attention to something? Oh, I mean, one, we've got just that divided attention thing. So we're, we're actually, brains don't actually multitask. We joke about multitasking or not being able to multitask, but brains don't multitask. They switch between tasks. So if you have multiple tasks, like multiple conversations or multiple things you're attending to, your brain is doing a lot of work all the time. So that's the first thing. The second thing I'd be really concerned about is the dopamine effect, that actually you are getting your reward system every time you get those new flashing lights, those new colors, those notifications on your phone. That is all triggering the reward system, and it is problematic in the long run. It feels good in the short term. But it is a sharp high and a quick low. So we need to be seeking out other sort of neurochemical highs. Something like serotonin lasts a lot longer. It doesn't hit you as hard as dopamine. It's not quite as fun, but it's more stable and it's more sustainable. So we're talking stuff like eating well, being out in the sun. We could also do oxytocin. That's a good one. So time with the people that we love, fur babies more so than humans, I would even argue, uh, because you don't have any conflict with your mm. fur babies, usually. <laughs> yeah. Um, or if, if that's in short supply, um, go get a massage. Go get some oxytocin flowing through your body. There's, there's sticking your feet up, you know, literally, as you say, doing, doing nothing. And there's mm. the other side of that, which is doing something physical, um, being out in, in, in the countryside, going for mm-hmm. a walk, perhaps doing... Um, some of those things that your body has not been doing during the working week. Absolutely. I think being outside, we know it is good for health and mental health. Um, there's, there's just so much research to show that even looking at trees improves your mental well-being. Mm. It's ridiculous. Forest bathing's a thing, right? It I've is done it. a thing. I, um, I guess I have done it. I didn't know that's what I was doing, though. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I I know I like being around trees. When I get to Naseby, you know, the giant tree in Naseby, Uh I'm so happy to hang out with that tree. When I say I've done it, what I mean is I think I've done it (laughs) like you, (laughs) like you really. And that is, you know, I'm I'm someone who probably like charges from point A to point B. You take me out Mm. on a walk and I'll I'll be the leader of the pack, as it were. Oh, okay. Um, But it's uh, it's actually stopping in the middle of all of that. You know, you might be in this beautiful forest and you see a walk charging along. You're you're looking at this, you're looking at that. But actually stopping in the middle of it all. Yeah. It is quite a different experience. It is. And that's where I would say it's really useful to have a phone with a camera Mm. you know as long as you're not on it for the whole walk but to stop and actually acknowledge it and celebrate you know when you hit that waterfall at Ross Creek or wherever and actually take the time to notice where you are see the beauty and then share it and 
pop it through other people's news feeds is actually, there's sort of two things there. We know that it could inspire people. We also know it could make people go, oh, they're doing everything and going outside and um, and I, I should be doing more. And, and, and there might be that negative self-talk related to it. But ultimately, it has to be about whether or not it helps you enjoy it. Mm. So if creating art around your experience helps, do it. Nice. Um, some of the things, some of the pressures are pressures that we can't escape, no matter how yeah. much time we take off. And, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking particularly at the moment around the in- increasing financial pressure oh, on families at the oh, moment. It's horrific. So um, in terms of our own well-being around the management of that, uh, you know, again, this is a big issue and talking mm-hmm. about budgeting is another subject altogether. But oh. in terms of our response to that, if we know we're in a difficult financial situation and the increasing a pressure of Christmas provision for one's own family, perhaps visitors and so forth is, mm-hmm. is, is coming upon us. What, what do you reckon? It's a really real problem and it's not to be underdone and lots of families suddenly start to feel, if they haven't already started to feel like that, like they're failing because they can't provide. And I, I've certainly hit that moment where I'm like, if I can't provide my kids with what they need or want, what does that mean for me as a parent? And that's a really hard position to be in. I think we have to look societally because this isn't this isn't an individual problem. The fact that we have had inflation over 10% on food alone this year means it's not an individual problem. I'm an excellent budgeter, but 10% yeah. changes how many groceries I can buy. And I, I would argue that I'm really privileged and really lucky. So I can't imagine how other families are feeling at the moment. It's tough. And so I think we need to make sure we're not blaming ourselves because it is a tough climate. And then I think talking to somebody honestly, if we're talking about that individual management, being someone who is safe to talk to about that and say, actually, you know what, I'm not making my bills or I can't do this. And you've got someone that you can genuinely tell and they will hold that and honor it and not try to fix it either. Um, that, that might perhaps give you some strength to set some lines in the sand to say, mm-hmm. actually, no, I can't do that this year. Mm-hmm. Or if you're coming, would you mind bringing something? Yeah, bring a plate. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And that that it's going to have to be different this year because the world is different. When you think about entertaining, because there's going to be a lot of that. Mm. I mean, that, 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 that's a real basic one is bring a plate, right? I yeah. mean, there's a reason that that, yeah. that, that that works, and that is that it takes a whole lot of stress off the host. Mm-hmm. And it usually adds a lot of variety to, to the experiences for all those who are coming along. So you bring one thing, if everybody does that, yeah. you've got a great party on your hands. That's great. And there's some really cheap options. Um, I also found when I was at university, you know, having a – in Canada we called it like – Oh, I don't even remember what we called it. But it was a bring a plate thing. Mm. Potluck. There we go. It's yeah. called a potluck in Canada. Um, well, that was a great way to fill the fridge, too. Here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excellent. Good to know. Um, and it was a great way to fill the fridge because yeah. everybody would bring something and then you'd all eat. And then yeah. and then you could pack it up and send it home with people as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or not. <laughs> or not. Or just keep it. <laughs> yeah, Christmas Day, um, New Year's Day, these are sometimes big feasting occasions. Um, yeah. But they can do that simply too. And I don't know mm. what the summer's going to look like. It's always a bit hit and miss yeah. around that time. But, but planning... A simple thing like a picnic as opposed to a massive yeah. big turkey dinner is another option, right? Absolutely. And one of like the cheap food hacks I've found this year is that 
soda water is a tenth of the price of sparkling wine. Mm. <laughs> and I still enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, gosh, that's opened up another one, too, in terms of, you know, how we treat our bodies. Uh, Mm-hmm. It's often the case, you know, we might come into Christmas and, and celebrations in general already a little bit run down. Yeah, and then we throw in a depressant. Yeah. Um, and it's fun at first, but actually it taxes the body as well. Mm. So, yeah. And then for me, traditionally, I'm like, well, if we're going to up the alcohol, let's up the caffeine and sugar to make sure the energy levels uh-huh. stay there. And that's pretty hard on the body after, I would say, three to four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe three to four days. So just having some awareness around that and just knowing, you know, actually listening to your you know, that little person inside you that's saying, you know, I don't necessarily want to wake up tomorrow feeling mm-hmm. uh, run down or take the next five days to get over the last one day. Yeah, and that can be true about, you know, the extra white wine in the sun if we're going to quote Tim Mitchin on the Christmas song or about the third helping of trifle. You know, actually, does my body need that much cream in my gut? Mm. I mean... My mouth wants it for sure, but maybe maybe we just save the third serving for tomorrow morning at breakfast. Let's um, finally let's turn towards the new year. Um, we often uh, consider, at least, making New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. uh, for some reason. Uh, well, I guess it's understandable. We're taking a little bit of time out. We're starting to review where our lives are at and what yeah. needs to change or what you would like to change. Um, any any thoughts on on the approach we should take to you know setting our goals for 2023? I mean, I think you framed it really well, but I hate goal setting. I really don't like it. I think it sets me up to be annoyed. Um, and I've always thought that I hated goal setting until I started studying it in psychology. And what I've realized is that there's different types of goals. So approach goals is what it's called in psychology and positive psychology. And I really like the idea of approach goals. So things that make you feel good because you're moving towards it. So I've had a lot of um, New Year's resolutions over the years. Um, My most spectacular New Year's resolution fail was my first year living back in Dunedin after I was in the Middle East. And I was training, I could run 15K. And I was like, if I can run 15K, I've been told I can run a half marathon. So I confidently and arrogantly announced to my friends at New Year's Eve with a <laughs> glass of bubbles in my hand, I will be running the marathon, Dunedin Marathon in September this year. Found out I was pregnant, and I was doing a marathon September that year, but it was a different kind of marathon. Uh-huh. It was labor giving birth. <laughs> um, my most successful New Year's resolution was the year that I was living in the Middle East, and I decided that I was just going to be more kind. I had accidentally really annoyed somebody, pissed somebody off. Um, by making a joke, and it was meant to be lighthearted, and it was meant to be a joke, um, and that's not how it was read. And there, and I just thought, okay, well, maybe, Adrian, maybe we try to be kind instead of funny. If, if you're trying to make people feel good, there's other ways to do this. And that was actually a great goal because it was an easy guide. It was a, is this the kinder thing to do? And, and I couldn't fail at it. I mean, I could lapse, but... 
you know, if you set a really hard goal, like I will go to the gym three times a week, the minute you don't do that, you sort of throw out the whole kit and caboodle, right? Mm. I don't do them at all. I'm not sure that I really ever have done New Year's resolutions mm. and that maybe it's <laughs> anticipating that <laughs> I'm never going to follow through. Yeah. But, you know, maybe uh, it's not just that day or that event, no. that time of year that we should be thinking about things. We should be, again, just listening to our hearts and listening to our bodies and saying, yeah. what, what, what if anything needs to change and how can yeah. I make that happen? A reflection on how things have been going and then a general guide or intention for how you want things to go forward. And we can do that at the end of the year. We can do that at the end of the week. We can do that any time, really. Uh, every sign is that 2023 is going to be a difficult year. Uh, and I'm, 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 I didn't know that. I'm really disappointed <laughs> to hear that. I was hoping this was going to well, be I was the good gonna, one. I was going to qualify it uh, uh, around uh, the, the mm. stuff that we were talking about yeah. before, if, you know, financially, the situation That's you know, right. economically for, for those who are particularly struggling. And safety across the world. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So there's still a few things to address, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's easy, isn't it, uh, to just feel a little bit overwhelmed by all of this? I think if you don't feel overwhelmed, you're not paying attention. Mm. I think that the reality of the situation is overwhelming. And our brains are not wired to process as much negative information as we have access to. Mm. So yeah, we feel overwhelmed and we should. So seek out the things that can give you some respite from that. Exactly right. Unplug from the social media. You don't have to listen to the news every day to be a good citizen. And I think, yes, we want to be aware. Yes, we want to know what's happening and have a good conscience about humanity. But we don't have to know everything to be a good human citizen. Mm. And it's actually not helpful. If you learn about more causes than you can actually contribute to, you're, you're already losing. So maybe pay attention to the information that you know you can make a difference with. All right. Let's finish on a very positive note. Cool. One thing you're really looking forward to about next year. Oh, I am first sitting for a year. So I get my new dog, Archie, today. And I am really looking forward to taking that dog for walks or having that dog take me for walks. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Um, for myself, I'm actually really I'm excited about some of the things that, that are in store for us here at ORFM. Oh, what's I'm, happening I'm, next well, year? I'm, I'm not in a position to talk oh, about them all yet. Jeff. But but um, mm -hmm. but um, I think that every sign is that the station is going to. Um, you know, as a team, come together really well next year around cool. around some focused points that we've we've got. And look, I can't talk about them at the moment, but but we but but I'm just saying that you know I'm looking forward to from a from a, a work perspective to uh, some change. There's going to be some change. Oh, that's exciting! Yeah. I I like optimistic change, yeah. and I love ORFM. I I just think it's such a cool community. It's such an inclusive environment, and I love working with you guys. Mm. Well, it's great to have you, Adrian. Yeah. Oh gosh, you know maybe we should give a little bit of a, a plug to to one of your own contributions to um, to ORFM because today we're, we're playing a show that you have recorded. Tell us about that. We are, actually. So I've started um, a podcast, and it's not being released properly until next year, but we're doing the first episode today because it's pretty time, time appropriate. So I've interviewed my colleague, Veronica Neiman, who runs the Ko-Fi Center at Otago Polytechnic to talk about counseling and education and, and how we can sort of work 
within ourselves and our communities to be as well as we possibly can. Mm. So the show on the whole is called Spotlight on Academics We Know. So the hashtag is so awk because learning can be awkward. Mm. Yeah. Well, at 10 o'clock this morning, you can get a chance to hear that. And uh, we look forward in the new year to a more extensive uh, run of this series. Sounds good. Adrian Buckingham, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on ORFM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.